You've tuned in to the Soundcast Stereo. I am Christopher Coleman, and I'm on Channel One, and I'm recording this from underneath the stage. And I'm Kristen Romanelli. I'm on Channel Two, and I did it all by myself. Soundcast Stereo episodes are two channel, 30 minute ish conversations focused on a single topic from the world of film, television, or video game soundtracks. You can find all episodes of the Soundcast at thesoundcast.com or on iTunes, Stitch Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Podcasts, or Spotify. You can send all your feedback to soundcast at tracksounds.com or use our SpeakPipe widget where you can leave us a voicemail message or hit us up on Twitter at tracksounds or at audiosoundcast or on Facebook. Today is Monday, March 5th, 2018, and this is episode 25, where Christopher and I discuss the music of the 90th Academy Awards. Well, welcome back, Kristen. Thank you. I hope you've gotten caught up on your rest after last night's uh, <laughs> marathon uh, awards show. Yep. It was it was long, and I went through an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and your photo looked like you were in the shimmer, which was scaring me. And that will mean and that will mean more to you when you finally see annihilation. I know. I've been trying. <laughs> well, you better hurry because it ain't going to be in the theaters for very long. Uh, I'd be surprised. Sad. I would be surprised if it was in there for one more weekend. Unfortunately, okay. so well. hightail it. <laughs> Um, so last night, as I alluded to, the 90th Academy Awards was on ABC, started off at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and it was, as usual, about a four, uh, no, three hour plus uh, show. I, I forgot, the first time I looked at the clock, it was like 12 something, but I know it didn't go to 12 o'clock. Um, so sometime between 11 and 12 when I think it officially ended. Um, but in looking at some of the ratings, it was one of the worst in a very long time. According to Nielsen, um, it was watched by some 26.5 million people. That was a 20, 20% drop from the 33 million who watched last year's show. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the first time the Oscars have drawn fewer than 30 million people in Nielsen Records, which go back to 1974. Uh, only four years ago, uh, Oscars reached 44 million viewers. And, of course, the all-time viewership was in 1998 when Titanic was all over the place and was named Best Picture. Um, of course, though, the Oscars is still the king of the award shows in terms of ratings, at least this this year, as the Golden Globes got about 19 million viewers, and the Grammys 19.8 million. So we're going to be talking about, in general, what we thought of the show, but more specifically, we're going to be talking about the music that was presented in this year's uh, Oscar presentation, the 90th Oscars. Um, before we get there, just in general, as everyone... I don't know if it, why everyone watches the Oscars. I think they watch for different reasons. So we'll start there. Kristen, why do you take three or four hours out of your <laughs> Sunday once a year to watch the Oscars if you watch it every year? Well, I, I used to watch it because I love film. I used to joke that this is my Super Bowl. But, mm -hmm. I mean, 
And then the of Patriots course, got know, good. Uh, yeah. Of, 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 <laughs> then the Patriots got good. Uh, and the Super the Bowl 2000s, became your Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl became my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know if it's always been such an exercise in self-love for Hollywood. I mean, it probably has, and I've just been watching it too long. But I'm real, real tired of it. Hmm. Um. But I love seeing the dresses, and okay. I love the music, and I really like wine. So, <laughs> so, so that that made it uh, more palatable. Is that your tradition? Is you pop a bottle each year? No, I I have just especially felt I needed it this year. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that, I think you've I think you've checked off several boxes of of why a lot of people watch. Um, I watch because I do still love film. Um, it's a rare opportunity where you can spend three four hours focused on film mm-hmm. um, and film music. You know, film music's going to play a bigger part. In this show, than just about any other show you watch on television. Um, I mean, you could watch Lord of the Rings and have exactly <laughs> three to four hours focused on film and film music. That's true. That's true. But not a, a quote unquote celebration of it per se. Um, <laughs> and so that's why I watch. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I mean, in, in recent years, you could want to watch because of the inevitable train wreck that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a speech or a mistake or someone tripping and falling or whatever, you know, there's all of that um, that can come. But I guess that's not, I guess maybe in the back of my head, that's like, oh, I wonder what crazy thing's going to happen this year. Uh, yeah, so ma- the Moonlight moment last year definitely yeah. made me wake up at the end. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Because otherwise it was kind of a standard show. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, something interesting actually is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yep. And you knew if you knew one thing wasn't going to happen in this show, and it was a repeat of that mm-hmm. mistake. So you just knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, in fact, they didn't even bring out the people this year, did they? The Price Waterhouse or whomever. They, had, they didn't even get a mention. Or, no. <laughs> I mean nothing. They're just like Yeah, nothing. usually they trot them out on the yeah. stage and they have the they have the suitcases yeah. and they just completely is like, Nope, <laughs> we're not calling any attention to this part of the show. Um <laughs> so what did you think then of this show, the ninetieth uh, Oscars, overall? It's okay. Um I like Jimmy okay. The structure of the show is always problematic. Um, I did notice that they didn't seem to have a uh, a shout out to the technical awards. Oh, true. Um, and I always really look forward to that because I love all of the geeky technology. You know, didn't they? I thought I saw a little. Maybe they were showing something else, but it was another. Maybe. Maybe I missed it. Um, yeah, there was something maybe they I showed. It. I mean, there were many times where I got up and was like doing stuff in the kitchen and just listening and stuff, which I don't normally mm-hmm. do. I'm usually sitting there, popcorn in hand, and just you know watching it and, and diving in. But this year, I was like, mm, I think I'll just go to the kitchen and wash the dishes <laughs> or or what have you. 
which I don't normally do. But I, f- I found this show probably the most boring one I've seen, one that I can recall. I mean, it was very, very bored. Um, mm-hmm. And I think maybe they were going for that a little bit. Maybe they just didn't want to have any controversy of probably. any sort. Um, they just wanted it to just go well and go smoothly. And I guess it, I guess it did, but, um, I just, I was really, really bored with this one. And and that's, that's kind of sad. Um, it just, it seemed like everything was just as average as they could make it. You know, they really didn't take any risks. I did like their geode set. Their, their who set? The set. It's like a geode. Oh yeah. With all the crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you call that crystalline, not crystalline, but mineral like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, that was pretty fantastic looking. I mean, the whole set was just, it was really, mm-hmm. it was pretty spectacular looking, but yet just didn't feel like it was a 90th, you know, like they were really making a really big deal about it being the 90th. Mm-hmm. It just kind of was like, yeah, it's just another show, just another mm-hmm. one of these. Um, which I guess I was expecting more in, in that realm. Um, the, the, the part that I was probably the most excited about was, was the Zimmer commercial, the Walmart commercial, because <laughs> it was so, uh, such a surprise. It's like, what, wait, why do I, why am I seeing Hans Zimmer during a commercial? I yeah. mean, that's a first, right? I've never that, seen him in a commercial. That was actually really endearing. Yeah. I it, really liked that. It was, it was, it was such a surprise. Those was like, what, wait a minute. And so that's, you know, good for him. You know, I wonder how many people recognized him. Um, I just thought, man, that's that's mainstream right there. If you're in a Walmart commercial as a composer, uh, mm-hmm. that's mainstream. So I, I, I yeah. was happy. Hey, Torpiero was in it too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, it was that was great. That was just like the biggest surprise moment of the whole of the whole show for me. Um, so, what did you think about the winners this year? Were they any surprises for you or? Any huge disappointments? I mean, no real surprises. No real disappointments. Um, I'm thrilled that Roger Deakins finally has his Oscar. Yep. Finally. And I think he's deserving. I don't think it's just a, oh, we better give him one. Oh, no, no. Blade Runner 2049 is gorgeous. Yeah, because a lot of people are, oh, yeah, they had to give him one. I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, they did, but he earned it. It wasn't just a makeup mm-hmm. award, it, you know. It wasn't Denzel no, and Training no. Day, you know. It was it was for real. Yeah, I wanted that one to win sound editing as well. Mm, um, yeah, but that did not happen. No. Um, but uh, yeah, and oh, Jordan Peele winning for screenplay. Yeah, I, I, I liked that a lot. I thought he had a real shot at at. At a director, me too. Um, and maybe he was, he was close, but uh, yeah, he was my pick for director as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I wasn't shocked that he didn't. I'm glad he got one out of. Th- it would have been great if he got the trifecta. That would have just been. Mm. That would have been brilliant. That would have been a surprise for that sure. That would have been surprising and really joyful. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. That th- that would have that would have made me a bit more excited about yeah. the show. I think the crowd would have been pretty excited too. And I think he he would have been just beside himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good start, you know, your first feature film and 
you know, there you are at the Oscars. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I'm fine with Guillermo del Toro and yeah. Shape of Water. You yeah. know, showing up. I mean, it's a weird little fairy tale. Certainly not del Toro's best. I think mm-hmm. um, that would be Pacific Rim, right? <laughs> oh, no? I love Pacific Rim, though. So. I do too. Oh. I, I mean, I don't think it's his best, but I, I, I do love it Un- unashamedly. I love that film. <laughs> um, it makes me the more that time passes, the more that I want to see his version of The Hobbit. Mm. I, I just mm-hmm. think that would have been r- really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have liked it because it would have been so different from Peter Jackson's. But still, I, it makes me more and more curious as to what he would have done. Um, uh, they're, they're kind of both weirdos with their chops in horror films. So. Very true. I think his would have been very weird. I think his Hobbit <laughs> would have been very, very weird. Um, I think the tone would have been different from, from what PJ ended up doing. But I'm glad he got one. He's he certainly worked hard for it, and I guess it's a genre film on some level um, to see that you know win as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fancy, It's like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a with a fish. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, so Same. I thought all the winners were fine. It's just kind of like yeah, I didn't have any real complaints about mm-hmm. uh, anyone. I I think. I mean, if I had been choosing, I would have picked Phantom Thread over over uh, Shape of Water in terms of score. I enjoy Phantom Thread more than mm-hmm. than Shape of Water, but I wasn't like, ah, that's crazy, or you know, I didn't feel like it was a huge. But, yeah, I mean, as as far as as far as Johnny Greenwood's works goes, it's definitely the most accessible. Yes, of them, the most objectively beautiful. Right of them. Um, which would have made for, you know, a pretty good Oscar win for him. I don't mm-hmm. think it's, I don't think his it's his best output, but one is a, a win hardly ever is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, that is true, uh, and well, yeah. I mean, I thought the Phantom Thread would get more love in general, but it pretty yeah. much got what well, it got costume right. And that's it. Oh man, if it didn't get costume, I would have been like, "What is wrong with all of you?" <laughs> but you know, the more cra- you know, the the Last Jedi's or the even the Shape of Water, you know, there is a well, lot of great. There costume. are categories where you would think that there would be obvious things nominated, like you would think that in the makeup category that Shape of Water or yeah, you know, that would have been nominated. Wasn't it nominated for makeup? No. Oh wow. Amazing, yeah, that's great. Well, let's see. Oh yeah, um, Darkest Hour apes didn't win for visual effects. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the big travesty for me. Okay. That that movie didn't win anything. <laughs> yeah, tough. I mean, it's a the 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 visual categories is tough. I mean, I thought yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine could have won that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Easily, I thought it could have won it, but so that was a tough category, and just Planet of the Apes just did just did not get. Through that whole trilogy, just got zero mm-hmm. love, you know, which is yeah. unfortunate. But I think, in terms of legacy, I think people will watch that trilogy and talk about that trilogy for a long time. I think. Gosh, it'll, I hope so. 
yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's just solid work. And unfortunately, they just I don't know, just didn't get the just didn't get the recognition that they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's move on to the music that was used in the show and um, let's talk about that. I think we're going to go through and grade grade the show. I've not really done this before, but I think it could be kind of fun. <laughs> Um, in several different categories, and you listeners can grade along with uh, and let us know what you think about these different categories. So we're going to talk about the orchestra, the songs, montages, the in-memoriam segment, and the actual best score category. So um, let's start with our grade for uh, the Pit Orchestra. Uh, what did you think of their use usage? I thought the orchestra themselves, it was fine. Um, but D on presentation and usage, I mm. hate the cave. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that they brought them back into the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hated the remote thing. Yeah, that more. was the worst. And they were like but, proud of it. Like, oh, look, we're showing you the, the orchestra that's, you know, five blocks away or whatever. I'm like. We give them a whole room instead of a cave. <laughs> we didn't want you stage. to think this was pre-recorded music. <laughs> so here they like, are. This is <laughs> it's it's like they're they're like technology. They're literalizing <laughs> below the line. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're literally going to stand on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that's very true. I mean we're but the poor music director. The poor music director would with the host saying, like, just kind of like teasing them. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's good natured, and that's just Jimmy Kimmel, but oh, right. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little, it is a little humili- humiliating for the, you know, it's just like, come on. Um, you can do, you can do better, and you have done better. Um, so you gave it a D on presentation, not, not reflecting their performance, but <laughs> just no. how they were utilized. Yeah. And I gave it a C because it is better than having the remote uh, location, but they still are buried underneath. And it looked like a fairly small orchestra, too. Yeah. It looked it looked anemic, and that's kind of sad. And I also don't know what they were going for. They're playing, I guess they're playing lots of old Oscar winner songs. I mean, it just felt like they're playing old standards. And I'm like, are these Oscar winning? I I didn't know, but I was like, I recognize the songs, but it may have been part of the whole 90th thing. But yeah, that's what I, I thought. Okay, well, at least call attention to it, say something, you know, mm-hmm. that this is what they're doing. Otherwise, it just felt like random old jazz standards. Yeah, I so I don't know what what, but it was only really old stuff. If they were doing the 90 years, they didn't do anything, you know, from like this the 80s on i don't recall any anything being played by them that was newer than i don't know just really old stuff so i gave it a c um what about the songs the songs always get a lot of they always get featured every year they're all all the songs are going to be sung by somebody and something or other is going to be done i gave it a d i thought some of the performances were really bad the Coco performance, I felt so bad for what's his name because he can't sing. Oh, Gil, Gil was, Garcia Bernal. Yeah, it was just not. Yeah. I was like, what? I mean, because I haven't seen Coco, so I was like, maybe he couldn't sing well in the movie, and they're just kind of replicating that. Um, 
Yeah, and some of the others, even some of the professionals, <laughs> weren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it a D. I would have given it an F, but I didn't because I did like that they like continued to play the music as, as a transition, you know, from that to the commercial. So mm-hmm. I kind of liked that. I was like, oh, that's good. They give it a little, you know, reprise and... You know, they go to commercial with that music playing instead of, you know, whatever the Oscar thematic music where there was none. But so I liked that transition. I thought that was that was smooth. So I said, okay, you get some points for that. But that's that's all only point I could give it. What do you think? Um, I gave it a C. Um, I did like the transitions. I also liked the staging an awful lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked the painted scrims and, you know, the what's a scrim? The backdrop. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that technical term. Um, And I I really enjoyed those aspects of it. Um, But I don't know if I didn't just, I didn't like the nominees this year. Mm. Or was, well, definitely, probably the performances. I mean, it sounded like nobody rehearsed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would would say something. it just didn't sound good. They just didn't yeah. sound. I, I'm trying to think of. I guess the "This Is Me" one was okay. I guess that was the best performance. Um, I guess none of them, but none of them just was did anything Still for flat. Them. Yeah, uh-huh. it really was. Um, what about the montages? What grade did you give the music that was used in the montage? Oh, montages. the music in the montages. Um... Well, I, I think the montages altogether were B plus. Like editors mm-hmm. had a really great time with it. Mm-hmm. Um really good transitions with the music, really really well stitched together mm-hmm. montages, especially with the one celebrating the ninety years yeah. of That was the longest the one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think they were a lot of fun. I think they, you know, Got the nostalgia itch right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had, yeah. from what I recall, it was Interstellar, then Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and then what was after Forrest Gump? Interstellar, Forrest Gump. I, and then I got the third one. And then the last one, I was like, I don't know what this is. And it turns out it was uh, Craig Armstrong's Love Actually or something. And I was mm. like, I don't recognize this music at all. Um so I, I missed out on the fourth piece, but the first three, I just can't remember what the third one was right now. Oh, Lawrence of Arabia. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. That, that was done That was done very well. So yeah. I gave the, in terms of the music for the montages, I gave them a B. Um, you know, they didn't go with just like the most familiar ones ever. They went with fairly familiar ones, but not the ones you, you know, it wasn't like Casablanca and Star Wars and... You know, they they kind of went with famous ones, but not the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that worked pretty well. So I gave it a yeah, B. Yeah, it, it was like an updated classics. Yeah, yeah. And that really, to me, was the most, I mean, all the montages, well, there's three or four of them, all seemed to be hmm, um, pretty well done. And the music mm-hmm. in them seemed to, to work pretty well. So I, I was pretty pleased with those. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the montages for the acting categories, too. Those mm-hmm. actually made me smile. And yeah. I normally don't 
don't like stretching out the acting category stuff too much mm-hmm. um, because that's boring to me. But <laughs> I really liked those. The editing of I like you said, the editing of them were great in terms of the lines oh, yeah. and how they, you know, how they actually were thematic or not thematic, but they almost made sense. It was you know, like a conversation. It was great. Kind of, yeah. 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 And that took some work for sure. That took some work. So so props for, for the montages. Um, okay, so the immemorium segment. I was highly disappointed with the immemorium this year. Um I I felt nothing. I mean, in terms of musically, I felt nothing. I was just like, well, I'll just watch and see, you know, what what names I didn't know about, which is a lot of them. Um, but I, for, this is like one of the few years I was just like, a, I had a dead man's heart. I was just like, oh, well. Oh. You know, when I saw Johan Johansson, of course, I, you know, there was a twinge, but it had nothing to do with the music that was being played. And so I was, I was sorely, sorely disappointed with that because there's so much good music that they could use there not yeah. to be manipulative but to be it, it just makes more sense maybe use something from johan johansson or use something from james horner the year he passes or oh. you know use a little think about it a little bit and put a little heart I, in that it. would make me cry though i don't well, want to cry well i do i mean it's immemorial <laughs> I, I don't i want to feel something i don't want it to just be these pictures and names coming by and I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. Mm, all right. Oh yeah. Forgot about that one. Oh, okay. Commercial. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I just didn't feel anything. And so I was, I was disappointed by that. But what did you think about it? I give it a B. I like Pearl Jam. I'm fine with better. Um, uh, did you feel anything? Did it move you? It moved me. It did. I okay. mean, seeing Johan Johansson moved me. Oh, that's so sad. I'm mm. still sad about that whole thing. Sure. I mean, yeah. gosh, what a waste. Yeah, like, absolutely. <sighs> absolutely. Wasn't there an, one other composer in there? I felt like there was one more that I was like, oh, I forgot. It might have been someone else that I just forgot about, but I, th- I thought there was one other composer. Maybe not. Um. So, okay, so In Memoriam, you uh, dug was it. Was John Morris in there? No, I don't John think so. Morris wasn't in there? I don't think so. Academy. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Um, so that was In Memoriam. So let's talk about then how they handled the Best Score Award uh, this year. It was really, really late in the show, like maybe the... The last regular award before the the you know the best director best mm-hmm. film, so I yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. It's like, mm, are you trying to make it important, or what are you saying by that placement? They've uh, been doing that um, for the past several years, like right um, before best director best yeah. film. Oh, okay. um, and the reason for that is because it's paired with the song category, and they need oh. to have everybody perform. Oh right, okay. Well, I gave it a C. I thought it was fine. You know, it's just, it's just here they are, and and then here's the winner. Done. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty average. Uh, but what did you think of the best score presentation? I give it a Dunkirk didn't win. Um, 
But I'm the- sorry, Lauren. Don't at me, please. Okay, you can at me. I love you. Um, but uh, I like Alexander. Um, I I think his speech was charming. I think the the thing that Variety posted today with him whistling the theme while mm-hmm. his Oscars getting engraved was adorable. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. Um, I mean, I would have been happy with. A, a couple of winners. I would have been fine if Johnny Greenwood won. Mm-hmm. I would have been elated if Carter Burwell won. Um. <laughs> Wait, was he nominated? Yes, he was nominated. He was nominated for three billboards, even though he should have been nominated oh, that's for right. Struck. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Was John Williams there? I didn't see him. I didn't see him either. Hmm. Maybe he's just like, you know, no. <laughs> I'm just not going. I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> that would have been amazing had he won, though. That yeah, would, that would have been pre- and not be there. That would have been horrible. But um, it would have been amazing if he had won. I but I thought there's no way. There's just no way. Um. So let's see. I think let's see. We would have averaged for pit orchestra. We probably average a C minus D plus songs. We would average a D minus or D plus C minus montages. A B, a in memoriam, a C, and best score a B, an average between us. So eh, it's mm-hmm. not the worst, but not great no. either. Um, so what would you like to see the Oscar ceremony as we wrap it up actually do with the original score category? Hmm. Now, if I was going to do this by what could what could the music branch of the Academy do? Um, they could start listening to, well, they could, they could, they could start nominating more diverse composers. They mm. could have nominated Michael Abels. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really think it starts with the music branch itself um, mm. in order to change and refresh the original score category. As far as, the ceremony itself, I would really love to see like a suite of the score nominees yes. played during the broadcast. Yes. And having the orchestra on stage. Yes. Like just have it be like this grand golden age yes. presentation of music. Um yes. not like golden age music, but in the yeah. in the styling yeah. of it, you know what I mean. Um and it's not like the show would implode if they stop everything for the no. music. I mean, they do that for the song nominees. Exactly. Um, and years back when they had the Cirque du Soleil Irish mm-hmm. segment, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. it was a wonderful experience. Yep. And oh, Danny Elfman, like right front and center. I mean, yep. if they could do that with like all of the score nominees, I mean, they can montage it if they need to. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Sure. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, I think there's a lot more they can do with it and should. Um, I mean, they've done a lot more in the past, as you just pointed out. I mean, I, I always think about two, two shows that stand out in my mind in, in recent memory. Um, you had Michael Giacchino back, I think it was the 81st Oscars where he, you know, they did the whole retro Copacabana type of deal. Um, <laughs> that was just that was just phenomenal. I mean, they were up front center. He was wearing his white, his white jacket, mm-hmm. his white tux jacket, and conducting the 
conducting the orchestra and it was just it just had so much style to it and it was like yeah this is this is amazing and we have a lot of composers who are showmen like that too we had jacchino yeah. ryan tyler's show yeah. he can do something like that um, yeah i think tyler would be a, a great on stage yeah i think so too for film music and to write and arrange a suite of all the all the nominees and perform it I mean, at least that, if every song gets to be sung, at least mm -hmm. you get a live performance of the original score, um, a, a suite of, of those, of some of the main themes. Yeah, I it mean, would be like five minutes as opposed yeah. to like five minutes for each song. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I also think about Hans with the 84th uh, Oscars, with his whole Celebrate the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a whole thing. I mean, the whole show was he built a theme and you had all those different performers, um, Esperanza Spalding, uh, Giorgio Moroder. I mean, you had all yeah, Sheila E. I mean, that was like probably the best in terms of just focusing on uh, I guess it wasn't focusing on the, the nominees that year, but it put the music but front and center and by they... a composer that everybody well, that a lot of people knew. The, the mention of Hans reminds me, like, didn't they do something similar to this in the past? I mean, I remember um, there being some feature of the music from Sherlock Holmes being in the Oscars. And I forget, hmm. I forget which Oscars that was, but I... That wasn't the one hmm. that he was doing the music for it? Maybe. It wasn't on the, the album that got released of all those cues. Um there wasn't anything specific Sherlock Holmes in it, but I just thought it was it was interesting. It was entertaining. Maybe that's just coming from a film scores fans perspective, but I it looked like the the audience was was into it. I mean, they had they had A. R. Rahman. You had all these people mm. all in different places placed around the the um, the theater leading the music and in all of their distinctive styles. Like, man, that's that's just interesting and entertaining. Whereas this one was just. It was nothing. There was just nothing to it. Nothing really interesting about the presentation itself of anything. Yeah. Um, the little, I don't know how impromptu it was. I don't think it was impromptu at all. They had it planned, obviously. But bringing all the stars over across the street or wherever they went to that theater, it was cool. Um, at least it was, I mean, they've kind of taken a page from Ellen DeGeneres doing that sort of thing. The but, hot dog guns, though. So. Yeah, that was, you know, okay. But, I, you know, just thinking about the people there in that theater and just how blown their minds had to be if they had really had no idea that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it was a little it was a little sneaky of, of ABC owned by Disney to interrupt a screening of one of their movies. Time. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys, that's a little bit obvious um but I, I liked that because it's like okay we get to see some some unscripted interactions perhaps um and so i was like you never know what you're gonna get when you do those kinds of things so i i, I was game for it and they just didn't show very much of it once they got there you know you didn't see much of the interaction with the stars and the regular people they just 
just went away. It's like, oh, now they're all back. I'm like, oh, okay. Then it was just. Back. I would have lost my mind if I was handed a sandwich by Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, handed anything by any of those people would have been would have just been fantastic. Candy uh, by Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just they would have been happy enough with just a Gal Gadot being there, but then you had all those other people come in. Mark Hamill. Hamill, and, yeah. Um, um, what's her face? Oh, I Tanya lady. I can't remember her name right now. Margot Margo, Margo Robbie. Um, it would have just been mind blowing. So mm-hmm. that was kind of fun because I could put myself in that position uh, and know how I would feel about it. But, but in terms of any interesting presentation of anything, least of all music and score wise, there's just nothing. It was just, I mean, even when Bill Conti was doing it, he'd play familiar themes um, you know, he did a great job. Not that I can't remember the the guy's name who who leads it now every year, but not that he what they did was performed well. It just was kind of blah. It wasn't very interesting. So there's so much more they can do with the original score category and how they present them throughout the show. So we're not just trying to obviously we're not just bagging on the show. It's like here's some constructive ideas that mm-hmm. you can maybe infuse into your into your show, which is clearly waning in terms of audience interest. Now maybe some people were uh, a little bit gun shy from it because of the Golden Globes, which I just couldn't. I just stopped watching it about 30 minutes in. It's like, I can't deal with it anymore. Oh, yeah, I timed it so I would only come in for the score category, and then I could just go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I, I thought that they were going to be just, you know, that every single person who got up was going to have some speech to make about some issue. And that's what it just got too much for me in the in the Golden Globes, and I just couldn't deal with it. And I think that's what people were expecting here, and so they just didn't tune in at all. Um, but it w- really wasn't that way. There was you know no. a couple things that were done, and it was fine. But I think people were expecting it to be just uh, absolute. You yeah, know. I don't, I I don't mind any of that. I mean, it's been you've been doing that ever since. Marlon Brando refused his award. <laughs> sure, but not everybody who comes to accept an award. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, not, the degree that it was happening at the Golden Globes was just on another level. And it was like... Yeah. I, uh, again, I only tuned in for the score category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it wasn't that way. So, you know, I, I guess I give him props for, for handling it. Well, they still address the issues, but not every single person who won had to have something to say about it. Um, and so I guess I give him props for that, but I was expecting a lot more of that sort of thing. So maybe that's why the, the ratings were down. Or as the as the as Nielsen kind of indicates that, you know, the, the movies that were in the top positions just weren't big big, you know, blockbusters that had a lot of popular appeal. Mm-hmm. Um so that probably had a lot to, to do with it itself. Um, so those are our thoughts about the 90th Academy Awards show and in particular its use of music. Um, we'd love to know what you thought of the show in general. or What did you think of how would you grade out some of these areas, the pit orchestra, the songs, the montages, the immemorial segment, segment, the best score category? What would you grade it A through F? like to know what you thought and what your grades would be um Kristen, how can people find and follow you on the internet 
the easiest way to find me is on Twitter uh, at KB for now. That's K-B-F-O-R-N-O-W. And Film Score Monthly Online is FSMOnlineMag.com. Also on Twitter, FSMOnlineMag. Awesome. And of course, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at C. Coleman. Follow the show. The official Twitter account is at Audio Soundcast. Um, hit us up with an email, soundcast at tracksounds.com, or find us on Facebook. We might find you back there as well. So, um, so Kristen, thanks for jumping on and, and chatting about the Oscars while it's still fresh in our brains, because I think by next week, it'll be gone. <laughs> I'm like, yep. wait, who won again? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so it's still fresh, and hopefully... Uh, it'll be fresh in the minds of our listeners as we as this post this week. So, uh, until our next episode, thanks for listening, and may the notes be with you.